two very quick but important notes before I get started. First, I want to express my support for the ongoing protests against police brutality. Black lives matter. They should always have mattered. Second, wear a face mask in public. Face masks are proven to reduce transmission of diseases and in our current pandemic can help prevent outbreaks. Be kind, think of other people, and please wear your mask. Now on with the show. Good evening, folks. You are listening to KQNP 93.3 FM. It is 48 degrees outside, high of 54 tomorrow, scattered thunderstorms throughout the morning. Don't forget your umbrella. It is 180 in the quiet of the night. Tonight's case was compiled by James Wong with research help from Glenn Morgan and Jeffrey Riddick from newspaper articles, police reports, FBI files, and coroner reports. I have for you tonight one supposed suicide and four deaths ruled by the authorities as accidental. First up, the suicide. Todd Wagner, age 17, was a student at Mount Abraham High School in Mount Abraham, New York. On June 22, 2000, he apparently committed suicide in his bathroom by hanging himself with the clothesline. Many believe he was despondent over the death of his brother George, who had died in an airplane accident the previous month. The day before his suicide, he spoke at a memorial for the accident victims. It's possible dredging up the memories of his brother's death was too much. His friend Alex Browning disputes this, saying they had made plans to go on a trip together in the future. The sad truth is, suicidal people often continue to make plans up to and after when they decide to kill themselves. The first accidental death was Terry Cheney, age 18, also a student at Mount Abraham High School. On June 23, 2000, she died in an accident with a speeding bus. That morning, Terry was riding in her boyfriend's car when he saw Alex Browning, another student at Mount Abraham High, seated outside a cafe. Terry's boyfriend, Carter Holton, performed a U-turn, pulled over, and began arguing with Alex. The two had a history of button heads. During this argument, Terry began yelling at Carter about always fighting with Alex. Without looking, she backed into the cross street and was hit by a speeding bus. She died instantly. The next accidental death was Valerie Luton, age 30, an English teacher at Mount Abraham High School. On June 23, 2000, she appeared to die in a house fire. The truth is a little bit more complex. The fire was caused by an electric short in her computer monitor. Keep in mind, this was in the year 2000. So her monitor wasn't one of the thin, mostly plastic LCD screens we have today. That would have just melted down. This was a chunky glass CRT that exploded. It not only caused the fire, but also peppered Valerie with glass shards, one of which cut open her neck. But she did not die from this wound. Her autopsy showed she had been stabbed in the chest by a large kitchen knife. It was this wound that killed her. Now, this may sound like someone tried to cover up a murder with a house fire, except the fire department ruled the fire as accidental. At some point after the computer monitor exploded and started the fire, Valerie Luton was stabbed by a knife. The knife was found at the scene, but no fingerprints could be recovered from it. On to the next accidental death. Billy Hitchcock, age 18, 
Another student at Mount Abraham High School died on June 24, 2000. His body was found near a railroad crossing where a car was struck by a train. In an interesting coincidence, the car belonged to Carter Houghton. When questioned about the accident, Carter said his car stalled on the train tracks. He, Billy Hitchcock, Alex Browning, and Clear Rivers, another student, were all riding in his car when it stalled on the tracks. They were all able to exit the car before it was struck by an oncoming train. And then Billy Hitchcock was hit by a piece of metal thrown by the passing train, decapitated and killed. A notable incident not involving a death happened on June 25, 2000. Clear Rivers, age 18, was almost caught in a Rube Goldberg death machine. During the thunderstorm that day, some power lines were felled by high winds onto her house. Clear attempted to leave the house but found her exit blocked by more downed power lines. Her only exit was through the garage in her car. While backing out of the garage, she ran over a metal sculpture and punctured the gas tank, spilling gas onto the driveway. At the same time, more power lines fell around and on the car. She was trapped in the car with a choice between electrocution or combustion once the gas reached the sparking wires. Luckily, Alex Browning happened upon the scene and grabbed the live wires, allowing Clear to exit the car before it caught fire. Alex was electrocuted and his heart stopped. Thanks to the FBI pursuing him, more about that in a bit. He received CPR and was quickly transported to a hospital where he made a full recovery. The final accidental death happened six months later in Paris, France. Carter Holton, age 18, was crushed by a fallen neon sign. You may be asking, why was Carter in Paris? The reason for this trip is quite interesting. Seven months earlier, Carter Houghton was on flight 180 headed to Paris, France. Also on that plane was Alex Browning, Todd Wagner, Carrie Chaney, Valerie Luton, Billy Hitchcock, Claire Rivers, another teacher, and 38 students from Mount Abraham High School. They were all part of that year's class trip to Paris. Before the plane took off, Alex had a panic attack and began yelling about the plane crashing. Carter attempted to quiet Alex and the two began fighting in the aisle. The co-pilot forced the two off the plane. Billy Hitchcock, who was also in the aisle, got swept up in the fight. Carrie Chaney followed her boyfriend off the plane. Todd Wagner left the plane to check on his best friend. Valerie Luton and Larry Morneau, the teachers chaperoning the trip, followed to check on their students. Clear Rivers had no connection to the other students, but still left the plane. The co-pilot at first barred the students and teachers from reboarding the plane, but Larry Morneau was eventually allowed to reboard the plane. Flight 180 crashed shortly after takeoff. The official cause of the crash was a scavenger pump leaking combustible materials into the fuselage that were ignited by a spark from a fuel switch. The fire then fed into a fuel pump, causing a catastrophic explosion. After the crash, the survivors were interviewed by the FBI due to suspicion that the crash was not an accident. Most of the suspicion fell on Alex Browning. 
He had, after all, been yelling the plane was going to crash. But no evidence of wrongdoing was ever found. It was during these interviews that Clear Rivers was questioned about her reason for leaving the plane. Remember, she was not involved in the fight and had no previous connection to the other survivors. In the interview, she expressed her belief in Alex's fears that the plane would crash and so followed him off the plane. After the crash, the FBI continued to investigate the survivors. From their files, we can learn a few interesting facts about Alex Browning's activities while these accidental deaths were occurring. On the night Valerie Luton died, she saw Alex Browning sneaking around her house. She called the FBI agents involved with the investigation. The agents apprehended Alex and questioned him at the police station, but ended up releasing him that same night. After Billy Hitchcock's death, Alex went into hiding. He was the only one of the witnesses to Billy Hitchcock's death to do so. When the FBI found him a couple days later in a cabin, he fled on foot through the woods. It was during this chase that he arrived at Clear River's house just in time to save her from death. And finally, he and Clear Rivers accompanied Carter Holton to Paris. While he didn't cause any of their deaths, he was in close proximity to four of them and prevented one death. In total, 287 people died in the crash of Flight 180. That number would have been 294 if not for Alex Browning's panic attack. However, the final death toll of the passengers of Flight 180 was 292. They just didn't all die in the crash. That's all I have on this case. I'll be saving it as case number FD2000. You're listening to KQNP 93.3 FM. Please keep listening for the news at the top of the hour. Until then, enjoy a little music. This has been a Quiet of the Night podcast. Tonight's case file was drawn from a horror movie. All events are fictional, and any similarity to real events or people is coincidental. The voice you are hearing is Gillian Bobbis, writer and producer of this podcast. Find more of my work on my website, www.gillian-ebobbis.com. That's www.gillian-ybabiz.com. Thanks for listening.